Hello and welcome to Bailey's Writing Tips Podcast Short Stories, episode number 33, a series of four short stories, or three short stories and a batch of six-worders, as it is today. One episode every four weeks, usually being released on a Sunday. To date, these have been the flash fictions that have appeared on my blog as Flash Fiction Fridays, and I'll give my email address out later should you like to submit your own. Today's stories are the second batch of six-worders, then Shadows by Jen Squire, Eden by Jade Kennedy, and Undercover by Jane Risden. I won't be critiquing them, but just simply reading them out, and I hope you enjoy this format. So, firstly, we have the batch of six-word stories, and with each one, there's a six-word biography, and then the six-word story. This is by Morrison Bailey, morrisonbailey.wordpress.com, Writer under exhaustion. The bare necessities, or unnecessarily bare. Then two by D.J. Patterson, reader, writer, arithmetiker, et al. Ten minutes too late, he'd gone. And I stared into her lifeless eyes. Then two by Jen Squire, jen-squire.blogspot.co.uk, you're being watched. And her six-worder is sun on skin, no sleeves, heat. Then two by Kimber Dalferes, kimdalferes.com, tall tales teller. And her two are drinking became her only worthy passion. And the pink bra remained dangling above. Then we have two by humorist Ian Patterson. IanPatterson.com, follow at author Ian, and Ian is spelt I-A-I-N, and I will be putting all the links to everybody that features today on this episode's page of the blog. So his story is, knife slipped, he became a she. Then two by Tony Tibbenham, writing because I must. First one, old friends, new fact. Love blooms. And secondly, small kitten, sharp claws, wrecked chair. And then two by Kimberly Sperling, mum, realtor, writer, friend. And her two stories are Past Summers, Future Winter, Disturbing Foreknowledge, and Terror and Truth, Both Were Hers. And then two by Julie Lees, juliewow.com, living the dream. Her first one is Best Man, Stolen Kiss, Cancelled Wedding. And secondly, Cute Orphaned Fawn, Seeks Adoptive Mother. And then two by Russell Flowers, Many Starts, Few Finishes. His first one is My Shouts Echoed Against Cavern Walls. And then Then the elevator lights went dead. And then we have two by Caroline Cannons of Canterbury Yarns 2. Rasping cough, HIV positive, diagnosed 1989. And secondly, Jane's fading memories strengthens Stephen's love. And then two by yours truly, Morgan Bailey. MorganBailey.wordpress.com, stroke M-E for me, and it's with an E, so that's my 
biography, Morgan Bailey, Morgan, and then my website, with an E. Money doesn't buy happiness, was happy. And sun shines, snow soon, both happy. And now we have three short stories. The first is Shadows by Jen Squire. Tourists would visit the town on Wednesdays for the market, a cobbled square stalled with vegetables from the local farmers, men and women trying to sell clothes they can afford to live without, the lamps and pictures they've cleared out from the homes of their deceased. Michelle's husband works in the boucherie. He wears a white coat and white rubber boots. He comes home blooded from hosing down the back room and wiping his hands on the oversized pockets after slicing the remnants from the bones for the mincer. When their youngest daughter, Monique, told them she was engaged to be married, they congratulated her, and then privately shared their relief. Soon they could start trying to save for themselves. Michelle wanted the wedding present to be something special. The newlyweds had arranged to live in a small house in the middle of a dull street on the outskirts of the town an area where tired young husbands and fathers dragged home heavy in the dark of late evenings. On the day of the wedding, Michelle carefully handed a large, neatly wrapped present to her daughter. The next day, Monique took down the faded curtains from the front window, and a few hours later, when her husband was home to help, a pair of white lace curtains with a pattern of shells appeared. Beautiful, fan-shaped shells, with detail of the ridge paths and rippled edges, arranged in uneven groups as though washed up on the shore on a beach. Quickly the curtains became a talking point in the town. Women queuing for their vegetables asked if their friends had seen them, and over the next weeks footsteps could be heard, slowing down as they passed the house to look at this fancy new display and then it wasn't long before the curtains in other windows were replaced. The tobacconer's wife hung a large display of butterflies in her window, pleased with the neat rows of delicate wings. The lace-maker, an old woman who had learned the craft from her mother, and thought that her retirement was as good as secured, was suddenly popular amongst the younger townsfolk. They invited her to coffee, offered pastries, and invariably ended up discussing designs and dates. She made curtains of birds on twigs, reaching for berries, an ocean of leaping dolphins, an ocean scene where large yachts and smaller distant ships sailed above a band of fish and the floor of shells and coral. The lights of sitting rooms all around the town cast shadow shapes across the footpaths. Tourists came to walk the course of the designs that the town had become renowned for. None of them passed the simple window of Monique's house. Eden by Jade Kennedy She was courting an isolation never known to her before. The walls were humming with a silence that could be felt and seen. She knew she was undeniably alone. Not even a creature or a wisp of something unknown lingered on the air to watch her. She felt the urge to write, and wrote such words of depth and understanding of the people she watched and reached out to, with the bones in her fingers stretching and clicking in her many attempts. They would not hear her, or see her grasping hand. She was concealed behind a glass so thick she could trace the bubbles of its impurities with a changing heart. She wrote into the days and nights, 
needing less and less light to read her words, blocking out the light, shielding away from the windows like a flower closing its face to the dusk. Her fingertips grew soft and pooled out like melted wax. They stuck to everything she touched. She stroked the cool walls with a deep yearning to walk them. Skin untouched by the sun started to pale to a translucent sheen with its visible marbling of blue-tinted veins. Her pupils lost their definition, and eyelids as thin as white rose petals claimed their place over her irises. When they find her shed skin, lost behind a carved chair with its paper-thin markings of a woman consumed by herself, with all she left behind, the pages on pages of fiction, prose, poetry, and the unknowable love she created on paper, could they ever know what she went through? And then finally, Undercover by Jane Risden. For the last three years she'd lived another life, had buried her real self, taking on the mantle of a hardened madam, a trafficker of girls, the worst kind of criminal, and for the umpteenth time she had fought nausea as she negotiated with the East Europeans. Her control back at the command centre had shown concern the last time they'd met. He could see the physical and mental toll this assignment was having on her, but they were committed now. There was no going back. The team had spent too long infiltrating the organisation, and she was their only hope. During the time she'd been undercover, she had alerted them to more shipments of girls than he cared to recall, and the risk had grown with her every betrayal. She knew it was only a matter of time before they rumbled her, and her life wouldn't be worth a fig if the team were unable to protect her and extradite her at exactly the right moment. The latest shipment had arrived from Heathrow only hours before, and were already on their way to a secret location in London, where there would be an auction of the girls, some as young as eight, and where the special unit of police would be waiting to raid them. Her message had been received, and the team was ready for any trouble which might ensue. Marco eyed her from the bed as she gathered her clothes and prepared to shower and dress. He didn't trust her any more. She seemed nervous and remote these days, and his gut didn't feel right. She didn't feel right. For a long time he'd had suspicions. She seemed to be softening towards the girls under her control, and he was debating whether to remove her from the role of madam of the main whorehouse which she'd run so successfully. Too many things had gone wrong lately. Too many shipments had been discovered, and although he had managed to remain more or less anonymous and untouchable, he knew his luck would run out unless he acted soon. Was it her? He hoped it wasn't, but he would soon know. The trap was set. If the latest consignments of girls was discovered and raided, he would know. She lingered in the bathroom, fully dressed, senses heightening. Marco had been a bit distant, and had appeared suspicious of her movements all week. He seemed to make a point of repeating the instructions for the latest intake of girls, where they'd be, even giving her more detail than usual about online bidders. Something wasn't right. She needed to contact control. Marco's kiss goodbye seemed final somehow. As she pulled the door gently towards her, the phone rang. She hesitated, listening to the conversation, her ear against the door. Terror gripped her as she heard his words. 
As she turned, a strong pair of arms grabbed her, and she screamed. And now a little about the authors of the three flash fiction pieces. Jane Squire is an Australian-Irish woman living in London. Mostly she writes about ordinary people, a conversation she's overheard or something she's seen walking along a street, and tries to shape these observations into short stories. She's also working on a longer manuscript at the moment, but doesn't like to use the N-word. Her website is jen-squire.blogspot.co.uk and Jen is also on Twitter at jen underscore squire. Jade Kennedy is a writer of poetry, prose and microfiction and lives in East Yorkshire, England. She's had her poetry in Poet and Geek, Rain Dogs, Eclectic Eel, Issues 1, 2 and 3, Ether Books, Brevity Poetry Review and is included in the poetry anthology The Universe Inside. She writes a blog, Poetry Musings, at jadekennedypoet.blogspot.co.uk. Jane Risden began writing seriously three years ago, after a life spent in the international music industry, where she managed recording artists, record producers and songwriters from all over the world. Putting her own wishes to write on hold throughout her music career has unseen benefits, in that she's garnered a wealth of material for her stories. She now has time to write crime and mystery and has three novels on the go at the moment. Another is a co-written novel with an award-winning author, which she hopes to be published in 2014. Jane has also had short stories published in various anthologies in aid of charity and has another anthology due out in 2014 involving authors from across the globe. She also writes flash fiction and those and her short stories have been published and podcasted on the internet frequently. These stories are often, but not always, crime-related, and she often writes humorous short stories based on her observations of characters she's met or knew in the past, heavily disguised, of course. Married to a musician and being involved in the music industry for many years, travelling and living in many countries, including Southeast Asia, China, USA and Europe, Jane draws on all her experiences for her writing. You can find out more about Jane and her writing from Facebook, her author blog on WordPress, which is janerisden.wordpress.com, various publications and podcasts, and the anthology I Am Woman, Volume 1, is available from amazon.co.uk and amazon.com. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and I look forward to bringing you another in four weeks' time. All the links mentioned in these shows are listed on the podcast short stories page of my blog, which is morganbailey.wordpress.com, and the spelling of my name is M-O-R-G-E-N Bailey, so it's morganbailey.wordpress.com. My email address, if you'd like to submit your own stories, is morgan at morganbailey.com. The podcast is available via iTunes, Google's Feedburner, Podbean when it catches up, Podcasters, which takes even longer, or Podcast Alley, which doesn't list the episodes, but will let you subscribe.